There's been a lot of recent developments in the Australian EV market, so I thought it was time for another catch-up to find out what's going on in Oz. I'm again talking with Riz Ektar, founder of Carloop. Carloop helps businesses transition to EVs through the use of their specialised EV data. Riz also writes for electric vehicle news site The Driven. Hello, Riz. Hey, Adrian. Good to be back on. Yes, good, good to have you back. Look, I think the last time we spoke, it was there was a bit of movement, but I think we're starting to get to that very early stage of this uh, hockey stick growth. What, was that, what does that mean? What does hockey stick growth mean? So just, you know, if you look at the shape of a hockey stick and how quickly it sort of goes from oh, yes. being the base of it to... So it's skyrocketing, some may say. Yeah, because you kind of see one of your sort of themes has been Australia's been a bit behind New Zealand in the whole EV process, hasn't it? Oh, we were definitely, um, we're def- we were definitely behind. And I, to be honest, I still think we are. Um, New Zealand just was, you know, ahead by uh, many, many miles uh, when it comes to EV adoption and EV uptake. Just better policy over there. Yeah. And here we have struggled with it and we continue to struggle with getting coherent policy between our federal government and state governments and territories. But... You know, I think where we are now is a relatively good start. Yeah. I mean, also, I've interviewed a few New Zealand companies, and they're they're looking at getting into Australia as well, which has been quite good. Yeah, the market is, you know, larger, but at the same time, um, I think Australians are starting to get what EVs are. And the good thing is the Kiwi companies know what EVs are and where things have been going. So, um, yeah, the the more Kiwi companies we can have over here, the better it is. Okay, maybe what's 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 top three stories? What's happening in Australia? From- uh, look, we've got um, you know one of the one of the key trends now is there's more affordable electric vehicles coming in. So I think Adrian, you've had a chance to test drive some of them in New Zealand, and so have I here in Australia, and they're starting to starting to make their mark. So if 2022 was the year where we got our first ground-up electric car um, under 50,000 Australian dollars, which was the BYD Addo 3. Then 2023 is the year where we now have multiple uh, electric vehicles that are under $40,000. So maybe 2024 will be the year when we have a few electric vehicles under $30,000. We just never know. Yeah, so you got like the um, Dolphins... BYD Dolphin, that's, I mean, it's relatively cheaper compared to here. And there's also the, like the Aura as well, isn't there? And the MG4. And yes. MG4, yes. Yeah. I did want to ask you, though, uh, is there, um, like, you had a chance to, I guess, get behind the wheel of um, an Aura. What did you think? Well, I was actually, I've been thinking about the differences, those three, and I've got a very unscientific approach. The aura actually made me quite feel quite happy. Yes. I was driving along feeling happy. Um, the boot was small, but I felt happy. The MG4, I felt like I was in a hot hatch, wanting to go fast. And the, and the Dolphin, I sort of felt like that was a, um, more of a sort of a family orientated, well set out feature wise, um, EV, roomy for that size. That is pretty cool. So see, I, I I haven't driven the Dolphin yet because we 
haven't really had, um, I think last week was the first week people could actually test drive them. Previously, you could sit in one, but they didn't have the approvals to do test drives on the road. So I think you were ahead of that when that happened. But, but yeah, you're getting I, a sale earlier though, aren't you? That's coming up. Yeah, there is a launch event next uh, next week. Yeah, next week and um, Tuesday. It's a virtual event where it means even even Kiwis can uh, tune into it. Oh. Um, so that will be happening, I believe, on Tuesday night, starting at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, I think it is, and then it will be around 9 p.m. in New Zealand. So I, I, it was really cool because when I think um, the premiere of the the dolphin happened in New Zealand. We had, didn't have any information on it, so I watched that online. And yeah, now the Kiwis have a chance to watch the seal. Anything else big in Australia? Um, Utes, they're big everywhere. Yeah, and apparently Toyota got their Toyota Thailand to send over an electric Hilux, or they call it the Hilux Revo. BEV concept. So they had one in Thailand and then they sent it over here for a couple of months. And uh, yesterday, Toyota Australia put out a press release saying they have been able to get that ute in front of a few large fleet customers as well as their local Toyota Australia engineering team and uh, to test drive it. And now that all the testing and evaluation is done, that ute is heading back to Thailand. Um, but we don't know anything more about what's going to happen. They reckon they're going to try and fast track bringing it to Australia, but Toyota's fast tracking is uh, probably BYD's slow track. Oh, so, okay. you know, I think BYD will have an electric ute before we we even see the concept, make it the second stage of concept with the Hilux ute. So that's something for the, you know, Aussies and Kiwis um, do drive quite a few Utes, and for those, um, bit of hope out there from Toyota. But I think it will be a while before we see a production version. Oh, and just I read about someone was suing the Victorian government about the, the was it the user charges? Or? Yeah, so in Victoria, which is where I'm based, you're supposed to pay if you drive an electric vehicle. The way we encourage them in Australia, in Victoria, anyways, by taxing you. So for every kilometer you drive, you pay, I think it's to, up to 2.8 cents. So if you drive, let's say, 10,000 kilometers in a year, you have to take a photo of your odometer reading and then upload it in the very clunky system that our road authority has in Victoria, the state of Victoria. And then you will get a, you'll be told you've driven 10,000 K, so pay us $280 a year. It doesn't matter where you drive. You could be driving out of Melbourne um, into a different state where they don't have the user surcharge, but because it's on your, the odometers in your car, when you come back, you still have to pay all of those kilometers you did in another state. So that, that, that court case has been going on where there have been two Victorian EV drivers um, that have uh, basically taken the government to court to say this is not right because how come you know, hybrids and diesel and petrol vehicles don't get charged that, but we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what's sort of going on. Mm. Um, and just from, say, more of a car loop business point of view, um, you, you're quite busy. What's sort of happening from, um, 
from your Carloop hat. Yeah, Carloop hat's been interesting. There's been a lot more um, interest from, you know, local governments, state governments, private companies um, of all various different industries that just want to know more about what this electric vehicle transition is about and, you know, chargers, how to charge cars, where should we put chargers, how many EVs are in their local government area or local postcode, and what the predictions look like. So we've been doing a lot of forecasting, a lot of prediction work, and providing consulting services along with the data that, you know, I've, a lot of the data that we use, only we have at a national level to help companies and governments make those really sort of high-level uh, preparedness and prediction decisions. Um, so we're informing all diff various different industries while doing that. And that work seems to be increasing as there's an interest increasing in EVs. You're also at the eMobility Live event. Yeah, so that was a very good event, actually. It was the first proper mobility industry event that we've had for a while, at least since COVID. And... Um, yeah, lots of industries, lots of companies quite interested in what are, what are these EVs all about and what are we going to do and just helping them with the transition side of things. So a lot of guest speakers, a lot of talks um, was quite good to see various, you know, parts of the industry get together and just learn off each other. And, um, you know, if anyone needs a hand or help with anything, talk to each other and share that knowledge. Any recent test drives that sort of you've uh you've had that st st have stood out um yeah the polestar the polestar 2 the new version the single motor with now that has the motor in the back of the car so it's a rear wheel drive that was quite a good um good test drive we did at the launch here and they held it in canberra so the back of canberra um which is in the australian capital territory is borders with the state of New South Wales. So we were driving for that drive loops, uh, test driving the car through the mountains. And the way that car handled, I was very impressed with it. Um, very similar to some of the performance model, Tesla Model 3s in the way it handled. Um, you know, those, those curves and hairpins, even at faster speeds, obviously following the speed limit. But it's, it, it is, it was, impressive in the way it delivered um the power and you know just the confidence it gave so that was quite good and the other one that i was pretty impressed with as a whole as you sort of touched on earlier adrian is the mg4 the base car like the base model in australia is under forty thousand dollars and it offers i think 350 odd kilometers of range and for what that car offers, I think it's quite good value. Um, and yeah, I, I found that was quite good. Like it didn't compromise on too many things um, from someone that's looking to get into an EV, wants something slightly slightly quick. Um, and with charging infrastructure improving across Australia, it was quite easy to get around, even doing road trips and it has was quite easy to do compared to where things were 12 months ago and I was doing road trip between Sydney and Canberra 12 months ago in a Polestar with longer range but there were only two places you could really charge at now there is like 
nearly six locations between that's on the same route with more charges. So a lot more doable. And even in cars, low range cars like the base model MG4. And just on sales, um, I've got a graph. I've got a graph from your, well, from you, and it's still Tesla, Tesla Y Model Three, Auto Three MGZS EV. So those are pretty consistent, haven't they, for a few a while? Yeah, it doesn't look like there is a lot of change between the two different markets. Um, which is, you know, I think a, a good thing in terms of what's selling in New Zealand is what's starting to sell here. Model Y is doing quite well. Model 3, I think, will lag behind even further now that we have the new model coming in soon. I think quarter one next year. So sales are rising. There are some, you know, unique insights, especially those from like the MG4 we spoke about. They've had two months of deliveries and they've nearly delivered over a thousand vehicles to customers so the initial demand's been pretty good for the mg4 in terms of um others uh, volvo quietly has been doing quite well in their electric car sales just for for your listeners adrian and listeners of the ev quest podcast there's they've sold over three thousand electric vehicles this year that's roughly 40% of their total sales. Mm. So they have a target of basically selling only electric vehicles by the end of 2026 in Australia. And they were one of the only traditional manufacturers that sell petrol and diesel cars to have that high target in Australia. And it looks like they're getting there pretty quickly before they even launch the more affordable, slightly smaller Volvo EX30. And that car, from what Volvo Australia tells me, already has over a thousand pre-orders. Wow. And Volvo does not do a lot of marketing in Australia. Um, Their boss is pretty proactive, though, isn't he? The Volvo Australia boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's obviously, you know, they're doing a lot of their um, self-driven sort of um, promotion. But I think the fact that they've sort of Drawn a drawn a line in the sand and said we're on we we have to get to that target. Forty um, percent is pretty good um, given how far away we are. They haven't even had their affordable models hit the market yet. Next year, I think they will get the EX30 early on, and then the Volvo EX90, which is the largest seven seat SUV. I think it's similar to the Polestar Three. Big big vehicle. What's that? Um, what's the, the Kia? Just slightly changed the EV9. What's that like? Um, yeah, we had that at the, the Melbourne EV show. So, bit of context for the listeners: we haven't had car shows in Australia for a long time, and this this Melbourne EV show, which was um, which only happened a couple of weeks ago here in in Melbourne, they had quite a few different brands there with various different cars, and I think Adrian, you did a you covered a short video on it as well as to what was around. And EV9 was one of those cars that a lot of people were around getting in, having a look at what it's like. looks very bold, and I think it's quite a good design. I'm not sure how aerodynamic it is, but it looks quite big and bold and has a seven-seater, and on the inside it feels very premium. 
Um, I think Kia has plans of probably pricing it around, it's still a lot of money, 100,000 Australian dollars. But, you know, there isn't much in the market. The only other seven-seater SUV that I'm aware of is the Mercedes-Benz EQB. It's smaller, and you can, I believe, get that in a seven-seater option. And that car is around $100,000 as well. I think the Kia EV9 is a much more premium, feature-rich car compared to the Mercedes EQB. Times have changed, haven't they? When you make a sense statement like that, <laughs> the is better than the Mercedes. Oh, I, I, I think so. Um, Adrian, is, there, is, is Genesis um, around in New Zealand? Um, I don't think they are. Could be right. wrong. So Genesis is the premium yeah. version of um, Hyundai and Kia and um, use the similar sort of EGMP platforms that they have. Very... Um, very high-end, and they seem to be uh, doing okay in Australia. You know, it's not a big market uh, for that sort of stuff. I think they're more popular in America. But the EV9 feels as luxurious as a Genesis. So I think, you know, Kia and Hyundai will be launching more and more premium cars, and particularly for electric cars, I think that that platform they have that's also found in the Ionic 5 and the EV6 um, is quite a scalable platform. So it would be good to see, you know, the EV9 when it finally launches and getting a chance to test drive it and see what it's like. Is there anything else you wanted to cover off about Australia? Um, yeah, I think the, look, the market itself is changing here quite rapidly with the way things are going. There's more and more models launching. I feel like with the writing I do for the Driven, uh, so it's the Driven.io for those that want to check us out, covering some of the electric vehicles that are coming out, like we've touched on the BYD Seal, the Volvo EX30, the new Model 3, um, you know, in Australia more locally, the BYD Dolphin as well. Um, and there is actually another BYD model being tested. Uh, in Australia, it's called the BYD CLU, and it's supposed to be the size of a Model Y, and they're doing road testing for it. So I expect that car to launch in both Australia and New Zealand sometime next year. So, you know, just looking at all the models that I've touched on, it seems like there's just so much happening week on week now um, here in Australia, and I think Australians are getting the message that you know, we need to um, go electric and manufacturers are hearing it and saying, yes, we will bring more of these cars in and those that are not are losing market share. So similar to New Zealand, but, you know, just to get a better understanding of the New Zealand market, I'm planning on flying from down under to New Zealand in the beginning of December to check out what the market is really like. So looking forward to getting to see some of the cars that we don't get in Australia. So, you know, we still don't have any Skoda product. Uh, we don't, I don't think we have any um, uh, Voxel or Opel branded vehicles. Um, Opel with Opel brand. Yeah. So there's, and, and you know, even Ford is a bit slow, although they're finally bringing the Mustang Mark-E here. 
so it'd be good to see how the New Zealand market is. And yeah, uh, look forward to catching up with, you know, any of your listeners that uh, whether it's industry or just people that are interested, you know, to catch up and just learn more about what's going on down in New Zealand when there's a lot more that's happening there than there is here. Very good place to finish. We'll say uh, we'll put a little sign up for you when you arrive. <laughs> look forward to it. <laughs> okay, Riz, thanks very much. That was great. And I'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Adrian. Great to be on and let's do it soon. <laughs>